Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about the various marketing topics on our minds. Josh, what is on your mind this week? So I got an email newsletter uh, post that I didn't know. Uh, I was reading it, and it was really exciting and, and had really packed with good content and information about a lot of topics on my mind related to brand versus performance marketing, different things like mm-hmm. that. And lo and behold, what did I find? But your name tied to it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So this was from the, I think, uh, 42, I think I say 42 slash, right, is uh, the sub stack for uh, a person we both know, Camille, who runs yeah, 42 Camille's Agency. Agency, yes. Yeah. And I, it was... It was it was very interesting to read through it and then see your name at the bottom. And it was like totally unbeknownst to me that you wrote wrote this. And so I uh, sent you a quick uh, DM on Twitter afterwards. And and I said, oh, great article, because then I remembered that you mentioned you were going to write something there. And uh, yeah, I mean, kind of kind of starts there. And I kind of threw out like how what. How did this happen? Because I know sometimes you've talked about challenges in writing and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, how did you end up with this wonderful piece of content sourced by yourself? Yeah. So it was, I was doing, reading, doing this in partnership with Camille's agency, right? So he has someone on his team named Sebastian. And it was one of the best writing process as processes I've seen really. And as someone who does interviews for thought leaders and creates content, um, I structure my interviews much more, uh, well, much more structured, right? Like I really have a clear (laughs) point of view, something I'm trying to extract from the thought leader, like really understand. I kind of have an idea of the story arc before I even start the interview. So that way I know, okay, kind of this is where we're headed. Now I just need them to fill in, the information, the blanks. That's not how he did it at all. They were just like, hey, what's going on today? How are you? Da-da-da. And we just started talking. And then from the conversation, we started sharing um, kind of this idea of there's different types of marketers, right? Like you're either a brand marketer, you're a technical marketer, you're a storyteller, like everyone's in their own little corner when really what startups, at least, and kind of our world needs are more well-rounded marketers, marketers who can kind of do a little bit of it all. Um, And I was really talking about like growth and looking at, you know, your customers and your competitors and all of that kind of stuff that that's my strength. And I know where I have weaknesses. Um, And the Sebastian, the interviewer, he was just able to take what I really felt like was an hour of me kind of rambling (laughs) And put these thoughts down in such a structured and organized way that it came up with a really nice article. Um, He shared it with me halfway through and we were kind of adding on to it a little bit and saying like, here's some tools. Here's what I would say. Here's some people I would mention. Um, But really the bulk of it was his writing and my random thoughts. So I was impressed with the article given I knew what it was like in the process phase and how he was able to develop such a strong story and a great thread and really a good educational article for marketers based off just what felt on my end, like a very casual conversation where we were just like just chatting with another marketer and he was able to pull all of these insights. He did a great job. Wow. So what did, 
so just backing up further, like, did you have any topics in mind coming in or it was just very much like you said, just there was no preamble. There was no, like, Hey, give me two or three directions you're thinking of going. So like, did he, you know, just wondering if he did any preparation other than just general knowing you and just kind of freelanced it like journalism style, just like, Hey, I'm just here. And I don't have an idea of what the story is. I'm just talking to the person and I'm pulling on threads and just like, maybe there were five threads. And then I kind of then just came up with a crafting of it and then worked with you on a couple iterations until it was sharp. Yeah. So they came to me knowing like, they're like, maybe we'll do personas or customer research. Like we want your voice. We know that like your perspective is going to be important. So that's why they came to me. Mm -hmm. I think they're reaching out to a lot of people. So I'm not, like trying to say it was just me there. This is a series they're doing. Um, and the thing about Sebastian though, is that his skill set is really in um, human behavior analysis, like ethnography. So we nerded out big time on like human research, uh, journalism type kind of conversations, the interview. We talked a lot about, good solid interview skills and, and things like that. So that is his strength, right? Is really being mm -hmm. able to sit there and pull from someone and then in his mind, gathering ideas and creating the narrative. So I didn't necessarily have a very clear point of view. We did this back in, Oh, it might've even been November or December. Like I was about to launch growth insights. I was kind of still, getting clarity on some of my own things, my own point of views, my own talking points. So I wasn't necessarily like, like I usually am with buyer personas, point, 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 point. I've got what I need to say. Um, so even my conversation was a little fuzzy. At least I felt that way. <clears throat> and he had such a good ability to listen and not, not have that predetermined storyline in his head already. And he just kind of allowed the conversation. And as we were talking, he was like, okay, so I see it. What about this? What if we talk about this and this and this and this? And so I would then kind of add in, oh yeah, cause I've seen, um, you know, this issue and I've read this book and I've seen these things. And from the conversation, he developed the point of view of the article, which I think when a lot of marketers are doing this, we interview stakeholders or subject matter experts um, and we come at it with, at least I have in the past, kind of a limited point of view of what should be written. Like, I know what my article needs to be about. I know what the subject is. I know what keywords I need to reach. I know what my positioning is. I know, like, where it's going, when it's launching, how it's going to work in the, the, you know, the cadence of all of the rest of the content. So what I need from the subject matter expert is literally just their expertise and their clarity on a certain, like certain subjects or quotes or whatever the thing may be. Um, and maybe that's limiting the writing process in general, because the way Sebastian came at it was just, let's just see where this goes. Let's kind of have a conversation. We know mm -hmm. it's going to be about marketing. We know it's going to be something that, you know, Adrian has an awareness of, but there was no like, okay, we're writing about buyer personas. So let's reach out to Adrian and, you know, point one, two, three needs to be made. It was very open-ended. Nice. Sounds like a great person to like listen to podcast episodes like this and then actually draw out 
what we're really saying and put it into more of a, a narrative and a storyline um, yeah. type of thing. Because we want, wander. After, after <laughs> so. I met him, I was like, I want a Sebastian on my team. Like, where can I find a Sebastian Camille? Because he was, I mean, he was, he was really great. He was personal. He was just able to find the storyline and the thread in a much more complex way than I think I've experienced before. Usually it's like, okay, let's have the conversation. Great. That was a good conversation. Now let's take the transcript and clean it up and wrap it up and make that the blog post. Or you made these three points. Let's turn that into, um, you know, the LinkedIn posts or something like that. But it really was, um, it created a depth actually from the conversation that I hadn't seen done before. It was a very unique process. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the hardest part about writing. I think, right. It's, it's just like you're saying, you're, if you go out with a story in mind, you're likely going to limit it because you're kind of already set on the point of view. And now you're just like hunting for points to back it up. Yeah. Um, hunting for validation, hunting for examples, that type of thing. Um, but oftentimes when I find myself writing, it just, the, the hard part is taking yourself out of that and saying, well, do I need to expand the scope and having a Sebastian or like what he's really just playing is this third party role from the outside. Cause we all have opinions. We all have ideas and letting us spin in those directions. But then like, Ooh, that's interesting and pulling it out from the outside. And, but when you're writing for yourself or you're trying to do that for yourself, you're either like you, you mentioned like tunnel vision on one thing, or when you're trying to be creative, it's hard to figure out which threads to pull because you're yeah. like stuck inside it. Yeah. And it's not to say that one method is better than the other, right? Like there are times where I've written articles that need to be written and that are great articles. And I will literally in my rough draft say a quote about da 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 and keep writing. So it's like, I know the kind of information I need. I usually know where I can go find it. Um, and that's fine. That, that type of work has its place, right? Like it has its place. It has its um, necessary need in, especially in B2B marketing where we want to create content on a consistent schedule. We want to make sure that we have a plan laid out. There's objectives that we want to meet. There's, you know, larger business goals that need to be um, spoken to and things like that. But there should also be a place and a time given where you're allowed to have that almost like that pulled thread kind of creative Mm -hmm. thought, Um, especially if you're a founder, especially if you are um, really trying to create uh, like nuanced, in-depth type of content right now. Because we've all got chat, GPT, the AIs and all of that stuff's going to create enough like cookie cutter type stuff. That's fine. But what's not going to be done is the really in-depth nuance subject matter expertise type stuff. Because it does take a lot of time. This piece and this one newsletter um, took the both of us, much less on my part. I don't know how long Sebastian spent writing it, but um, over the time span of iterations and the interview and things like that, it was about a month of us Mm -hmm. going back and forth working on this one piece. Um, And that's a long time. Some people don't have time to spend one month on a newsletter, right? Like, but 
that's going to be very shortly, very quickly in our kind of time span of content creation. That's going to be the differentiator between what is just looks like everybody else and what's like really interesting, what's different, what's kind of like things that are potentially, hopefully people will want to read. So it's hard and it's definitely time consuming. Um, and it cre- it does require someone with a certain level, a skill set, right? You, This is not just a, oh, I'm going to go hire an SEO writer. Sebastian is literally has a college degree in interviewing, understanding, connecting human behavior dots and like creating the story that he's trained to do that. Um, so it, that's going to be, I think that kind of skill set is going to be much more necessary when it comes to writing and content creation in general, um, with all of the AI and the, the stuff that we can create really easily right now. Yeah, definitely. I didn't, I didn't even think about how AI can wrap into today's conversation, but definitely it's a hot oh, yeah. topic <laughs> on, on all those pieces. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I think what the challenge of content marketing is putting it on a schedule, right? Like how can mm-hmm. you balance that? Cause there is both an immediate need to have a, have a pace, have a target of keywords, have a way to get those distribution things and, you know, starting with the end in mind with those pieces. But then there's these other ones that are, hopefully you can intermix these, you know, arguably thought leadership types of pieces or whatever we want to call them. Like these ones that don't have a deadline per se, right? They allow to have a month, a year, years of just like thoughts on, this sort of topic and, you know, putting them together all of a sudden uh, without a schedule, without being pressured on time, right? Like letting, letting that brain wander on that topic. Cause I don't know about you, but I've got like million, not millions, like tons of drafts of half-baked ideas. And sometimes when I go search through them, then I'm, I'll go through and I'll pull them together as one piece, but they rarely make it published. So that's my challenge is like, are they, have I let it sit long enough or have I let it like, I I want it to be comprehensive and that's probably Mm -hmm. stops me from publishing more often. But if I do have a target, like, Hey, I'm telling X story about referral rock or I'm telling X story about a different founder experience. Those are easier to tell because they have a definitive end, but they're also laced with insights that I added to it later on. Once I've thought more about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And that gets me thinking when you said, could you imagine if we were given no timeline or if you were able to think about one thing for a month or a year, it almost would feel like if we gave content marketers the same type of assignments that we gave journalists, where we say, Mm -hmm. hey, you're on the founder beat, like whatever, Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. is your topic. You have the freedom to explore and dig deep and really do some investigative journalism about this topic. Um, and let's see what you come up with. Let's see what's out there. Let's actually like do something in depth and creative. Um, I mean, I wonder what could be created. I wonder what that result would look like. Cause I don't think anybody is doing that. If they are, I don't know who they are um, with that kind of point of view with that kind of like journalistic, really solidly saying, you know, less about keywords, less about um, d- deadlines and content strategies, and really more about 
this topic and seeing how deep we can actually go. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. there are people doing it. I think of like, they, I know there are storytelling folks. I know there are folks who have really turned away. We were talking before we started recording about Amanda Natividad and Spark Toro. And, you know, they're taking that approach. They're not looking at SEO keywords at all. They're really looking at their audiences and what are their audiences talking about. And, you know, the pieces they create are completely different from what you're seeing in the B2B SaaS space. Um, and so that's interesting. But it, it, it is. It's like writing is challenging. And are we, with the tools that are available now, with all of the uh, the people that you can reach out to, are we making it just something that needs to be like cooker cutting repetitive? Or are we giving it its opportunity to, to grow and really be um, introspective and, and, I don't know, more, more enriched, more in depth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the challenge with that is a you know, a business is going to be like, doesn't have that long-term view. Yeah. Um, or most of them don't, or they don't have it yet. Right. So, but what's interesting, you brought up the, you know, the Rand and uh, Amanda model and like, I've read a lot of his writing. I'm sure you have too. And mm-hmm. made me think of like, essentially they, they have a different sort of flywheel that isn't SEO based. Right. So they do right. have a distribution side to it. And that's the part that you would still need. So even if you had, a journalistic approach and said, Hey, this is your beat, or this is our topic area. I want you to swim in there. I want you to go chase down stories. I want you to like, you're not on necessarily a deadline other than maybe there's like one article a month, (laughs) but like wander, meet people, like do all these different things. Like, I don't know. Well, first, like, how is it going to get distributed? Right. Cause that's also the flip side of it when you're first starting out and you spend so much time writing something and you don't have distribution and you spent hours, months, whatever, making this great piece and you share it on social media and you get five clicks and then it's crickets, right? Like you have yeah. no distribution side. So that that's the challenge. And I also wonder, one thing I've been thinking about for us is like we have a lot of rich SEO content, but how can you bridge that into the other type of content, like more of this enriched depth of content. So maybe you Mm -hmm. came in for what is word of mouth or what is a referral program, but you stayed for like our strong viewpoints on how incentives structures should work in psychology and love languages. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not a keyword. No one's going to find it, but maybe that's like a, another flywheel is like you have some keyword ones or you're going to have to look at the subject matter, but then you, you are, you see the insights and you're taken to those and then you're taken to the depth. So that might be like a combination that could work. I don't know. Yeah. I think there would have to be a combination. I, I don't know if allowing just the journalistic approach, like saying, yeah, sure. Take your time. And one month, one piece a month is fine. Like that as a business standpoint, as a investment standpoint, you know, you're now paying like your entire content marketing program, anywhere from five to $25,000 a month. Uh, and you don't know what your ROI is going to be. Like we can't afford that right now. Like absolutely. Content's never right. been able to afford that, but especially right now, it's not going to be affordable. Um, but I think that would be interesting play, like having both go together. Um, and that's kind of what a lot of what, when I create a content strategy, when I pull in 
subject matter experts. That's what I'm looking for and what I'm looking to create. Um, I think where maybe there's room for improvement or more of the in-depth journalistic style from my content strategy point of view is not being so regimented on the brief on this is what I need from the Mm. subject matter expert that I have my pieces in the hub that support the topic. And then that one in-depth piece is not so structured. I allow me and the subject matter expert to kind of fall down a rabbit trail and see where that goes. I think that could be an interesting play and how you can do both, basically how you get good SEO, how you've got good, consistent scheduling, cadenced content going out. That's still high quality. No one's saying that you're writing crappy. If you're following a brief and hiring writers and doing good stuff, that's still great content. Um, But it may not be as super interesting as something that's, kind of allowed to breathe and, and explore. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and I'd add to that. It'd be really hard to hire for that. Cause if you think about journalists, right? Like yeah. um, there's there, they want to research. They have like probably a depth of curiosity of wanting to, and, and seeking the truth, right? And like mm-hmm. uh, unturning all these stones and that, that type of thing. And I know there's more of them in, in the content marketing world than there were yeah. probably like 10 years ago. Um, and, but hoping, hoping that they don't get that, that like shaved away from them by, <laughs> by joining and doing just, you know, SEO based type of, type of content. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because I think a lot of people want to, want to scratch those itches, but they also want to do it what they're interested, not necessarily what uh, their beat assignment might be. True. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's, there's, I, I love the if, thought. I love the process though. I don't know if it would be too hard to find, honestly, just knowing my circle is very full of writers and, you know, content marketers. Um, and the challenge is usually is turning a journalist into a content marketer, like strip, Mm. like you said, it might be hard. Like you'd be afraid Mm. they would have already stripped it away. I found it almost the opposite. Like it's very challenging to make a really strong journalist writer fit into like, no, here's your brief. Here's your word count. Here's your, like, these are the resources you can go look at. Like when I create a brief, that's often what I do. I'm really giving writers tight parameters often. Right. Um, And so you know, it's journalists don't like that. It's almost like what we were talking about last week with the hiring. Like, are you asking me to uh, do a thing that can be done any way I want to? Or are you asking me to follow your process? When I hire SEO writers, I need them to follow my process. You've got to put these points in. These are the points need to be made. These are the resources you need to link to, all of that stuff. But with a journalistic typewriter who really has a good, solid understanding, you would just be saying, I want something about this. I don't know, something about this topic, you go figure it out. Um, and you basically give them the freedom to do so. So there are a lot of really good writers out there. Another company that I know does really good content like this is Databox. And mm-hmm. they have uh, basically sources of data. They poll people, they get all of these questions. And then each week they send their writers, their journalistic writers their um like their data essentially and says hey find the story what connections do you see that were made and then if the writer sees it they pitch it and then now they get to go write whatever story has been created so that's i was trying to think i couldn't think of examples of maybe people who are given that breath they definitely 
um, have more of a journalistic approach to their writing and their content creation. Um, and it's really interesting stuff because it's up to the writer to find the connection in the data of the week. So I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to write and we all need writers, but we also need like where are the sort of, I don't know, so would you say the ideas or the, that coming from as well? And it seemed yeah. like, you know, your combination with Sebastian was a winning combination. Um, we all sound like, I think everyone wants a Sebastian. Um, I do. <laughs> I don't know how I long it took Sebastian. him to write the things too. So, yeah. I do. I definitely want a Sebastian. Yeah. And writing is hard. And the the main goal of it, especially if you're a B2B, is just to figure out what what's your business goal? Like, what do you need to accomplish? And it doesn't have to be, you know, we're talking really romantically and like artistically about what our passions and what we would love to see. Um, and, you know, while that's great, and while, you know, as a marketer, we would love to see some really exciting stuff. Um it, it's not always necessary. If you're a B2B, sometimes you can just stick to the standard, stick to the gold, write for your audience, write for your customers, answer your customers specific questions. Um, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be so like recreate the wheel. I know a lot of founders get stuck and think like, oh, this is too much. It's too overwhelming. You know, I'm supposed to be all of these things and create all of this amazing stuff. And it's supposed to be so like original and flashy and, you know, interesting and it doesn't necessarily have to be. So while we are talking about things that, you know, we would love to see, just remember that it, it can be as simple as answering a really common question you get from your own customers. And yeah. that can be just as successful. True. All right. Well, thanks for your insights, Adrian. Thank you, Josh. Bye. Bye.
All right. Oh, that's weird. Uh-oh. 